The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Curl Call, with just two days left until the 42nd Annual Daytime Emmys, we're going on the record with our expert predictions for who we think will take home Emmy gold. I'll be using my SoapCentral.com secret powers, and I'll be joined by Soaps in Depth Magazine's Richard Sims. So how can we possibly go wrong? Well, we're about to find out, because Curl Call's Emmy Prediction Special begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. We are back, we are here with something that we do every year. It's our Daytime Emmys special. We are going to be making some predictions. We will be talking about all sorts of things that you should expect from the Emmy broadcast on Sunday, April 26th on the Pop Network, and of course online. We'll talk about more about that in a little bit. It is the 20th anniversary of SoapCentral.com, so we are really gearing up to give you some amazing coverage this year, some stuff that we've never tried before, which will either be amazing or it will crash and burn but we're going to have a lot of fun trying you can follow along all of the amazing action on twitter at soap central and on instagram this year at the soap central make sure you have the the i don't know who stole the other one from us it's another issue we'll talk about that later we'll have exclusive video we'll have behind the scenes content since the red carpet is not scheduled to be broadcast be sure to visit soapcentral.com all emmy weekend for video interviews you won't see anywhere else. I will once again be joined by our amazing team. Chriselle Staus is back. She's going to be interviewing with me on the red carpet. She is going to do, I guess, what has become a tradition now. It's our Emmy post show. We don't know yet if our partner in crime, Haley Polos, will be joining us. She is nominated for Outstanding Younger Actress this year. We've got our fingers crossed. We'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. But our prediction show is a little different this year, and it is not really by my doing. It is by our guest. So before we explain what we're doing and why he decided to make the change, let me bring him on. He's the executive editor of Soaps in Depth magazine. He's an author currently working on a new soapy-themed book that maybe he'll share some details about. He's a TV critic, a cruise enthusiast, a Disney fanatic, right here for us on Curl Call. He is, in case you don't know, Richard Sims. Richard, welcome back to this Emmy craziness that we do every year. Well, thanks for having me. I uh, am very glad to be here. I'm actually excited by the fact, I am beyond excited about the fact that I had the power to change the format. (laughs) You you should know better than to give me any form of power, my friend. I don't think I actually did. I think you insisted upon it. You brought it upon yourself. Uh, We weren't entertaining suggestions from the floor. (laughs) 
well, that's what happens. You know, you, you open the door and I barge on through. Hey, why don't we do it my way? <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell everyone how we used to do it. The format that was tried and true for so many years that worked perfectly. And then we'll tell them what we're going to do. We used to have a a gang. Sometimes it was two, three, four, or more. We would talk about the Emmy reels that were submitted in each of the acting categories. And then based on the Emmy reels, we would predict who we thought would take home the Emmy in that particular category. Now, as we know, sometimes that can lead to a lot of discussion about work and, and whether it was the best episode. So with that, Richard, you've decided that you're going to, for your part, take on a different angle for this year's predictions. What are you doing? Well, I thought it would be interesting to, and 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 and, in, and it'll also be interesting to look back and see, you know, how we did. Since you're going to take the more traditional route of, okay, here's what the reel submitted was, and um, and here's you know what I think based on these reels, I'm going to take the other side of this, which is whenever you talk about Emmys and Emmy nominations and the inevitable analysis of who won and who lost, there's a conversation about whether people voted based on the actual reel submitted or whether they voted based on things like body of work, popularity of an actor, you know, political things. These are all things that weigh in on on uh, the decision. Now, it's not supposed to. You're supposed to go in and you're supposed to make your vote based solely on the episode submitted. So, And that's what Dan's going to do. Dan is going to give you his opinions based on the, um, the reels. I'm going to kind of look at it from the other side and say, well, based on, you know, the the story they had over the last year or maybe even their body of work, and I'm going to try and give an analysis based on what I think the other factors might be uh-huh. who will win. What that sounds to me like is someone saying that they haven't watched this year's Emmy Reels. <gasps> you know, I, here's the thing. <laughs> I... I I will be I will be honest with you. I have not sat down and watched the individual reels, but here's the thing: every year I sit down and I do watch them every year. But I only really watch the first minute or two because, in almost every case, I have already seen of the course. episode. So I just needed I just need a reminder of oh, okay, I remember this episode. Um, if it's an episode that I was only half watching or something, then I will watch you know the entire thing. I looked through the list of this year's nominees, and there was nothing that I didn't almost immediately remember. So, so while I have not sat down and individually watched the episodes, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying, is I have not sat down and watched the episodes. <laughs> we are, and this is a tease. I love doing this at the start of the show. We'll talk about more about it later. But we also have something very, very fun planned for next week's show. It'll air on May 1st. It is... Well, we'll just say it's really, really going to be fun. But with that, I agree with you about the whole uh, full palette of work. Let's get into our first category. I feel like we should have dramatic introduction music, but it is Outstanding Supporting Actor. And the nominees, Richard, are Scott Clifton as Liam, the Bold and the Beautiful, Chad Duell, Michael, General Hospital, Christoph St. John, Neil, the Young and the Restless, And Jacob Young as Rick on The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, I have done my due diligence and I have watched every bit of these reels. Even though I do, like you, uh, I saw them when they aired the first time. 
But sometimes I, I think going back and looking at them later gives you a different take on what you saw, especially when you're then comparing it to other nominees in the category. For me, I narrowed it down to two. I have two that I think it could be, and I think it's either Christoph St. John or Jacob Young. And the reasons for that, for me, are that Christoph St. John is an actor who, he could sell me on anything. He could probably tell me in a little acting format to eat seafood, and I would, knowing that I'm allergic to seafood (laughs) and probably would die on the spot. But that's a testament to him. And for Jacob Young, I say this with, and I don't know that necessarily anyone will disagree with me, except for you who will do it just to be contrary, no one does angry like Jacob Young. He, he, on All My Children, he had it. Uh, On The Bold and the Beautiful, he's got it. He does angry so well that I want to start smashing stuff with him. I want to pick up bottles and throw them at the wall. But, of course, I'm in my own house, and I would have to pay to fix them. So I'm picking Jacob Young. I have to agree with you as far as Jacob Young doing angry so well. One of the things I really noticed when I was, you know, kind of preparing for the show and thinking about the various people who are nominated is there are a lot of people who are nominated this year who I think next year is actually going to be their year. Hmm. And, uh, you know, for example, I think Jacob Young, even though we haven't seen it yet, I am, I am willing to bet my eye teeth that when Maya's Secret comes out yep. and, and we deal with the aftermath of that, Jacob Young is going to rip the heck out of that and he's going to have amazing material. And uh, it, the interesting thing will be for me whether he ends up in supporting or lead, you know, because he has been a lead actor in this category, in this, in this storyline. I went with, my win in this category, I think, is probably Scott Clifton. And it's because no matter what you give Scott Clifton, whether you give him drama or comedy, no matter what you give him to play, he is one of those actors, and I talk about this a lot, who I love to watch perform. I think he's so spontaneous and so in the moment. And I actually said this on Twitter the other day. Uh, I, 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 he reminds me so much of Chris Pratt. He's got that versatility. Hmm. He's got that same sort of feel to him. And, and I just, I, I, I really have a feeling that, that that's going to pay off in spades for him and that, and that he could walk away this year the winner. I do have to say that I am a, a big fan of Scott Clifton. I even said on Twitter the other day, uh, as a joke, I said that he is funny, he's intelligent. It's like we were separated at birth, and he wrote back uh, something along lines of said, but of course, you would have been sorest. I'm like, you know what? Nobody needs to know that I am twice your age, Scott Clifton, but we at least know that he's got to be 26 because he's no longer in the younger actor category. Um, But it's also funny because you mentioned one of the things that a lot of people talk about is how do you determine if you're supporting or if you're in lead? And we talked to Scott about it on Soap Central, and he'd said... You know, that you know when you're qualified for lead. He admitted that he was driving a lot of the story. It's funny that some people think of themselves as maybe being supporting or some people think of themselves as lead. I have to think that for a lot of people, and and maybe we'll get to this in lead, I think that there's a mentality that lead actor means older actor. I was just going to say that because, you know, for me personally, 
there is no way that I can look at The Bold and Beautiful Canvas and think of Scott Clifton as a supporting actor. He's, you know, a supporting actor to me on, on, for example, on that show would be someone like Lawrence St. Victor. Lawrence mm-hmm. St. Victor is a supporting actor. Um, I, I just don't, but, I, but I, I believe you are completely correct. I think that a lot of times it does come down to the perception of, you know, you aren't old enough, you haven't been, uh, you know, around long enough, you haven't paid your dues, you're not, you know, you're not going to be in the same category as a Peter Bergman or a Tony Geary or an Eric Braden who has been in the business for, you know, 20, 30 years or more. I, I, I completely agree with you there. And, and, just, I think it's a mis- and I think it's a misconception, because I really, I believe that these, especially in this day and age, I, I, I think that so many of these people in the younger categories are driving the shows that they're on. Hmm. Some of the episodes that people selected aren't the ones that I would think. Scott was one of them. He said that uh, almost everyone he talked to advised him against using the reel that he submitted. And for those of you who are, are playing along with us here, you can go to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys, and you'll have access to all of the reels from all of the acting categories. So we'll be able to uh, watch those, and then you can weigh in with your own picks. Of course, you'll have to do that really, really quickly because there's only two days until the Emmys air. So hurry up, go do that. You can do it tomorrow, do it Saturday, and then join us for, of course, all the Emmy stuff on Sunday. But I do want to quickly talk about the other nominee, Chad Duell, in the category. Wasn't the episode that I thought that he would have submitted. And for me, uh, as much of, of I am a fan of his work, I thought that this particular episode would have benefited if some of the material was chopped down. Like if 50% of it was taken out because it's a little repetitive, it would have been so much more solid and I would have went for him. Um, it's, I mean, obviously, hey, here's the thing. He got an Emmy nomination and he's in supporting actor. First year there. He's obviously doing something right. I'm not an actor. I can only say uh, what I look for when I'm voting. For me, it was just a little too long. Sorry, and I and I have to say the two things the two things that I find most often hamper for me personally, an Emmy reel are exactly that. If it's too long, and you get why they're submitting it because they have some really good stuff in it, mm-hmm. but there's some other stuff in it that maybe you know is because they don't get to pick and choose. If they submit an episode, they have to submit the whole episode. They can't just submit the scenes they want to. Mm-hmm. The other thing that some kind can, sometimes can be very distracting for me, and this is a problem because a lot of times when you have an episode that's Emmy-worthy, you know, no man is an island. You are not in that scene alone. Yep. And sometimes what can happen is the other person in the scene is so good that you get distracted by them and forget whose scene you're actually watching. And if, and, and I've seen this happen in the past, if, God forbid, the person in the scene is actually better than you, it can hurt you. You know, mm-hmm. it can be like, wow, yeah, this, this person was really good in the scene, but the other person was even better. They should have submitted this. I feel like in the supporting categories, because of the fact that we talked that maybe lead actor and actress are seen as so-called older uh, actor, uh, everybody seems to want to submit in the supporting categories. And this year for supporting actress, there were five nominees due to a tie. The nominees for outstanding supporting actress, I feel like we should present, but the nominees for outstanding supporting (laughs) actress are Lindsay Godfrey, The Bold and the Beautiful, Amelia Heinley, the Young and the Restless, Elizabeth Hendrickson, The Young and the Restless, Fanola Hughes, General Hospital, Lisa LeCicero, General Hospital. I'm going to let you, based on body of work, I'm going to let you go first because I have some interesting thoughts about this category. Well, I have to say, I think this category 
every person in it is in the right category. These are supporting actresses. They maybe necessarily shouldn't be. Like, like Fanola Hughes should be on every day and driving story every day, but she's not. She's, as much as fans love her, she is a supporting actress. Um, I, in this particular category, I really, this was probably the toughest one for me because these are all fantastic actresses and all of them bring something unique to the screen. I ended up with Fanola Hughes and it's it's not necessarily because of the episode selected, it's because I think she is so loved in this industry. I think you can never go wrong with a British accent. <laughs> uh, and I, I just, I don't know. It, it was so close in so many regards that I do think that this is one of those categories where, you know, being being popular in the industry could push you over the edge. So I went with Panola. You can never go wrong with a British accent. Is that what you said? Yes, it is. All right. Then I'm going to pick for my support. Oh, you went wrong. You went wrong. You proved me. <laughs> no. Dang. You totally proved me wrong. All right. Um, what? I have to tell you, I quickly eliminated two performers from this category. Um, All right. I'm going to guess that you quickly eliminated Lindsay Godfrey and Lisa Cicero. And you're wrong. Oh. I first eliminated Amelia Heinley. Um, I, I like her. I enjoy talking to her. I had some great chats with her on the red carpet. This episode for me... I just, there wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, for me, I was doing sort of what you're doing and doing a full body of work and thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. I know what she's done in the past year, and this is the episode. Um, You know, it's a very strange sort of thing to to do that in, in terms of episode. Again, she was picked. She was nominated. So it's still a great reel. I'm just, for me, looking at, you know, trying not to look at someone's full year of work and looking just at an episode and going, eh, okay. Elizabeth Hendrickson, who I love and have loved since she was on All My Children and thought she should have won an Emmy back then. But she had a couple of things going for her. It was her final episode before she was leaving the show, so emotions are high. It's really sad to begin with. There was a whole lot going on. She had some great interactions with some of the biggest members of the cast. She had uh, Christian LeBlanc, Tracy Bregman, uh, uh, Greg Rickert. There was great stuff going on in there. But it was another one, like I, I was mentioning with Chad in the supporting actor, I felt like it just went on too long. It was a long episode because, again, the actress was leaving. So they made it a big episode. For me, it would have benefited from being a little more compact um, there were some things that were going on there that maybe people didn't understand. They may not understand, uh, understood what the big deal was by having the the baby come in. And if you don't know about the cornea transplants and all this other stuff, you won't know what's going on there. So I removed her as well. Then I got down to Lisa. And I picked Lindsay Godfrey to win last year in Younger Actress because she did a hilariously comedic performance in the room... Eight was it? Whatever it was, so, I I picked her as well last year, and I think we both knew that the chances were slim because it's not a comedy competition. I still think I, she should have won. I think we both picked her because it was just so fantastic and showed such good range. Because she and she should have won. I stick by that. Sorry, 
uh, Amelia Heinley last year. You are very deserving, and I loved your dress. I thought, oh, that was a different category. Younger actress was, who was it last year? Oh, Hunter King. Well, portrait She's having a very good year this year. <laughs> she is. I still, anyway, I go back to that. So now yeah. Lisa is in the same position that I thought there was last year. I really liked her scene. I laughed. It was fun funny to me but then i go back to when people are voting do they remember this is outstanding supporting actress in a drama series and automatically write her off uh, i'm one of the few people on the soap central prediction panel that didn't pick her to win um even though i want her to uh Fanola hughes i think what was going great for her is the chemistry with ian buchanan you can't go yeah. wrong i mean that is a selling point right there and that's probably enough to give her uh, a couple of extra bonus points I like Lindsay Godfrey. Um, it was great in terms of there was anguish. It was so different from what she did last year, as we were talking about. And I know people aren't supposed to consider it, but if in the back of their mind they're thinking, wow, she was really funny last year, but I didn't give it to her because it's drama, I'm going to give it to her this year. I mean, she had the mascara running. She was scorned. There was a whole lot going on. I like her. I like this real Lindsay Godfrey for the win. Score. You know, you, you did mention something that I think is worth noting, which is, I mean, everything you say is worth noting, but worth <laughs> highlighting, <laughs> highlighting extra. And, and that is that the, um, when you're watching a reel, um, there's, I completely forgot what it was. You said something so important and so worth highlighting and, it completely left my head. Wow. It's a shame. I, Maybe you will have time to think about it during this commercial break. We're going to take a break, perfect. but in our next segment, we're going to be talking younger actress and younger actor. Stay tuned because Kroll Call, Emmy Prediction Special, will be right back. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Everybody, welcome back. This is our Emmy Prediction Special here on Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. If you missed the first segment, we talked about supporting actor and supporting actress. You can catch the show later in the archives in its entirety. We are joined by Soaps In-Depth guru, Richard Sims. Richard, did you have any opportunity to think of what you were trying to think of during our commercial break? I did. I had plenty of time to ponder what I was trying to think of, and it didn't come to me. So instead, I'm just going to offer advice to the audience, and that advice is don't ever get old because it sucks. So. Well, it's a good thing that you mentioned the age aspect because the nominees for Outstanding Younger Actress are not old. They should hopefully not be forgetting anything. They are. Are we ready? They are. 
Kristen Alderson as Kiki Jerome on General Hospital. Camilla Bennis as Gabby Hernandez, Days of Our Lives. Hunter King, Summer Newman, The Young and the Restless. And Haley Pulos, Molly Lansing Davis, General Hospital. I get to go first on this one, clearly, because she is an amazing part of the SoapCentral.com red carpet team. I want Haley Pulos to win. Um, I will also say Richard Sims. This is a little tidbit nugget here. I was asked, uh, Haley and her family reached out to me to ask which episode she should submit for Emmy consideration. Uh, She's never been nominated. They asked, I was really, really honored that they asked me what I thought. Um, This was not the episode that Haley wanted to submit, but she, uh, she came around and she ended up picking the episode in which her character finds out that her, her dad was shot and killed. He really wasn't. We, the audience, knew that. She didn't. Um, but there's another really strong contender in here, and it's from someone whose character was probably universally hated. Camilla Bannis did a bang-up job in her Emmy submission. Really, really, really strong. Has everything that you could possibly want in an Emmy reel. She had... Uh, almost all of the dialogue in the scene. It was her, a couple of other people, and it was basically just her talking, with a a few notable exceptions. She didn't go over the top. They had some well-placed flashbacks. I have to say that it's really, really close. For me, if I were voting, I would vote for Haley. I think voters may give it to Camilla Banis. Okay. First of all, I remembered what I was going to say, and it plays into what you were just saying right there. Um, when okay. you are watching a reel, and this is important, this is, and I think this might be sort of the difference between people who vote based only on the reel and people who vote, vote based on other factors. If you are voting only based on a reel, you may or may not be familiar with the person you're watching. Mm-hmm. You may or may not be familiar with their storyline. You may or may not be familiar with their work. You may be, this may be the first time you've ever laid eyes on this person Mm -hmm. and the only thing you've ever seen them done. And it's very important when picking a, a, a reel that the person watching can understand what they're seeing. Yep. Because you can be giving the most amazing dramatic performance on earth. But if it's some complicated story that involves a lot of exposition or, or things that happened before the episode aired and Absolutely. the audience, they, they don't understand it, it can, it can completely cost you the, I believe it can completely cost you the vote. Because they're so busy trying to focus on the words you're saying and mm-hmm. figuring out what the heck this storyline is about that, that they, they lose track of your actual performance. I have to say, I agree with you a million percent. I think Camilla, if I was, if I was voting based on reels, I would, I would pick Camilla because, and again, you're right. It's a character who was, was not particularly popular. Um, but I just think it was such a strong reel and such a good performance. And I think even though it involves a story point that, you know, that was a little bit complicated, I think that, I think the episode really sums it up very, very well. If I was voting on reels, that's who I would vote for. But I am not voting based on reels. I am voting based on everything else. And for that reason, because she has left the show and because she is very well known and because, you know, uh, for for a multitude of reasons, including the fact that she's been in the industry for quite a while despite Mm -hmm. her young age and she's very well known, I'm going to say that Kristen Alderson walks away the winner. One of the things that sort of really bolsters your point about the scene, it starts with, 
Kristen's character walking in on, well, you don't know what she's walking in on until they talk, but she walks in on a guy and a girl having sex. You find out within the course of a couple of moments that it's Kiki's boyfriend, Michael, having sex with Rosalie, and there's a whole lot going on. I found that it was sort of a really ballsy scene. Chad's uh, character, Michael, was saying a lot of things that were just sort of, wow, like Jerry Springer, I'm surprised, oh, no, you didn't, kind of things. The only thing that was... It gets your attention. It It does. does. It gets your attention. It jumps off the screen. The only thing that didn't work for me is that if you're going for realism... She should have smashed some things. She should have, I mean, uh, Kristen's from Philly. She should have, you know, pulled out a shank and tried to slash <laughs> Rosalie. I don't know what she would have. Uh, that's the only There's thing. There's also the distraction of people repeatedly saying, repeatedly saying, Kiki. I mean, it's mm. hard. It's hard. You know, you're you're watching something and you're, you, wait, her name is Kiki? Really? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, and then just for the sake of the others, um, I felt like Hunter King's surreal. She's got the plus of the younger actress and sometimes younger actor, but there are a lot of repeat winners in these categories. Uh, Jennifer Landon, Chandler Massey, um, you know, win over and over multiple years. Uh, Jennifer Finnegan, I think, for The Bold and Beautiful. She's got that. It was a decent performance, but to me, it was very 1980s, 1990s MTV teen drama special. Totally agree, and I think that Hunter has had better material this year, meaning that next year's Emmys, she's going to have a clear shot. Plus, if you look at the category, and assume, you know, you see a lot of repeat nominees in these categories, two of the four people she's competing against here will not be there next year. She may be the only one. Actually, that's not true. I guess guess Kristen still could be in it next year. Yes, she she would be eligible to be in it next year. But you're right. Um, I mean, the only people who are left, unless they bring in some other people, are toddlers. So, I mean, she's, I hate, not by default, but there really aren't going to be that many people who are eligible for the category next year. And I think she's having a really good year this year. I think they've given her a lot of good, needy stuff. Hopefully they won't give her something that has too much to do with the murder because I think that plays a little bit too um, campy and hard to dive into in a single episode. But she's had other stuff that you could easily give her that would be very strong. For example... The, the the funeral where she goes off on Abby at the funeral. That's that was really strong, good material. So so we're looking ahead obviously, but but I think that that's another reason that this might not be hurt here. Oh, it also could be that you're just set up the point of multiple winners, that she will end up winning this year, and she's already set up for next year to win three in a row like a Jennifer Landon. But in bowling they call that a turkey. <laughs> Same sort of category in Younger Actor, where there were a lot of nominees or pre-nominees that were eligible that were really, really young. And you have to say that when you compare some of the people who did get nominated with maybe a five-year-old, you know, the material is completely different. So it seems so unfair, really. It really it's an it's an unfair category. Outstanding. Let me give the nominees. Oh, I'm sorry. Outstanding Younger Actor. Brian Craig, Morgan, General Hospital. Max Eric, Fenn, The Young and the Restless, Taquan Richmond, TJ, General Hospital, Freddie Smith, Sonny, 
days of our lives. Now, you were saying, Richard, before I had to interrupt you. I do think that when, you come, when it comes to this, this category, um, and it's true in both younger actor and actress, it's really unfair, um, you know, because I, I feel like they need a third category that's like, you know, even younger, so that... So that the kids like, you know, like General Hospital's kids, Nicholas Bechtel and, and, mm-hmm. and, and Brooklyn Ray so that they don't have to compete against people who are, you know, clearly in, you know, they've had longer in the industry. They're older. They're, they're, it's, it's not even the same thing as younger actor and, or supporting actor and lead actor where we think of it as being, um, you know, there, there might be a stigma in your head about age. This is actually a stigma. <laughs> you know, it's actually harder for a young character, for a really young person to get into this category. For me, I'm just going to say that of these, of these four actors, um, they're all fantastic. I've been a fan of Maxis for a long time. Um, but for me, there is no other, there is no competition. It's Brian Craig. I think Brian Craig is one of those actors who we see in daytime and almost immediately upon him coming on the scene, we say, wow, we are not going to have this guy for a lot of years. This guy is a star and he is, you know, going to sooner or later burst free and find, and, and find himself doing bigger and better things. And so for me, hands down, he is the winner in this category. I disagree. Just because I can. My pick, if I were doing the Richard Sims of a body of work, hands down, Brian Craig, which is I know what you're doing. Um, But of course, that's not the way the voting goes. I was kind of surprised by the episode that he chose. It didn't move me in any particular way, the way that when I think of body of work, that I thought, I mean, he, Brian Craig, I I, I think I picked him for last year. I think he should have won last year. Uh, I think going into before knowing what people picked, I picked him. He should win. Everyone on the predictions panel for Soap Central picked Max, except for me. Um... I'm really sort of surprised. I'm kind of torn between Brian Craig getting it because he should get it based on body of work or should have gotten it in previous years, sort of those things. And, and I don't know how people are, are thinking when they vote. Surprisingly, I thought the strongest reel was Taquan Richmond, which really surprised me. It was, it was an understandable reel. Anyone who's watching it knows exactly what's going on from it. Um, I don't know that he's going to win. That would be if I were voting, I would vote for him as the as the my first choice. I I don't know. I, I kind of think probably at the end of the day, people are going to pick Max, the actual voters. Um, but like I said, for me, if I were voting based on just those reels, Taquan Richmond would win. Um, but to be clear, I to be clear, I completely agree with you. I completely agree it would be Taquan or Max. I, I do, based on reels. If I was voting that way, I completely agree because, um, yes, Brian's reel was not at all what I expected. I mean, you know, this is a guy who has, in my opinion, a plethora of material mm-hmm. to pick from because he's had some some just amazing scenes with amazing scene partners. Um, and and this, was, this was good, but it... it didn't quite show what I think he's capable of. So, so yes, if I was voting strictly on the reels, I agree with you. It would it would probably be uh, uh, Taquan or Max. 
Quickly, before we have to go to break, we're going to look at the outstanding special guest performer, something that's new this year, and it seems that anybody who was a short-term player on any of the soaps was nominated. <laughs> that is not to say that they are not deserving. The nominees are Meredith Baxter, Maureen, The Young and the Restless, Sally Kellerman, Constance, The Young and the Restless, Donna Mills, Madeline, General Hospital, Linda Elena Tovar, who is now just wants to be called Elena Tovar, Rosalie, General Hospital, talked about her earlier. Fred Willard, John, The Bold and the Beautiful, Ray Wise, Ian, The Young and the Restless. Going into this, I feel as though the voters are automatically going to pick Meredith Baxter. I don't think that they're going to consider. I think they're going to see the names uh, that they know who are nominated. They're going to pick her regardless. That is my opinion. Uh, I don't think that it's competitive. If I were picking by actual reels... Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think if I were going by reels, I would pick Elena Tovar. Um, I I don't know that any of the other reels really pull in, but I honestly, I I don't think that it's an issue. I think Meredith Baxter is a hands-down winner in terms of how it's really going to go. I agree with you that there is a hands-down winner. I agree with you that it will be decided not based on any reels at all. I agree with you that if it was reels, it probably would be Elena Tovar. Um, You know, for for all the same reasons, basically, that you're looking at Meredith Baxter. Ray Wise has been in this industry forever. Ray Wise is, he perfectly embodies the part of Ian. Ray Wise just, yeah, I, I... I agree. I think Meredith was fantastic, and I love Meredith. I thought Meredith was a great case, and we've talked about this before. It was a great case of what felt like stunt casting when they announced it. And turned out to be just the opposite. Yes. Once once she appeared on air, you immediately knew this was not stunt casting. This, This was casting the right actor for the right part, and it just happened to be a name. I felt the same way about Ray Wise. Ray Wise was great casting and but i just think it, it, i think hands down based on on name reputation all of that i, I agree i think it goes, except i think it goes to ray wise and if you excuse the expression in his reel he came off as a real richard i mean he was a richard <laughs> to the max um would, but, you, would you like to explain what that means Uh, I will, but I'll do it during the break. We have to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of our Emmy prediction special here on Curl Call. Stay tuned. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. And that's really sort of the anatomical explanation for how that name came about. Hey, everybody, welcome back. If you are just tuning in, I was explaining what a Richard was. We are back with the biggest Richard, Richard Sims. I'm not sure what that means. I actually am (laughs) sure what that means because I've been... I've been called a Richard by more than one person. <laughs> well, I've been called Dan Kroll by a lot of people because, well, that's my name. I'm the host here on Kroll Call. I'm joined by Richard Sims of Soaps and Depth Magazine. We're now getting to older actor, or as it's really called, <laughs> lead actor. We kid. If you didn't hear us earlier, we were saying that perhaps uh, a lot of performers who are considered lead don't submit themselves in the lead actor or actress category because they think that there's an age involved, that you can't be 20-something and be in the lead actor. I disagree. Um, and In fact, 
you know, a lot of the people who we've already talked about, Richard, could have, if you go by just in terms of, of percentage of on-screen appearances and episodes, a lot of the people we've already talked about should have been in lead based on that criteria. And at least one of the persons we're about to talk about, I believe, should have been in supporting. Oh, I'm not sure who that is. So, we're going to do the nominees for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series are Anthony Geary, Luke Spencer, General Hospital, Christian LeBlanc, Michael Baldwin, The Young and the Restless, Billy Miller, Billy Abbott, The Young and the Restless, Jason Thompson, Patrick Drake, General Hospital. Richard, you get the first pick on this. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, Richard is picking based on entire body of work for the year gone by. I'm choosing just on the reels that were submitted to sort of see how our opinions maybe are the same, how they differ, or why people may be voting the way they are. That being said, Richard, lead actor. And just to be clear, not just body of work, I'm voting on body of work for the, their entire body of work. I'm, I'm sort of looking at them as, as they are viewed um, in the industry, sort of, in a way. If voting had been more recent, if it had been just a little more recent, I would say that Anthony Geary would walk away with this hands down for because he's gotten so much attention over the last few weeks and, you know, the anniversary-ish episode and, and, and all of that. I, I think I would have immediately picked him as the hands-down winner for body of work based on that. But instead, we'll give it to him next year, clearly. Um, but because it didn't happen early enough for that to happen, um, I actually am going with Christian LeBlanc. Um, and it's based partially on his real, partially on his reputation, partially on his body of work, both for the year and overall. I just think... I think this is a very tough category. There's a lot of really popular actors in this category who have um, really good, you know, reputations. But I think Christian um, wins on a lot of levels this year. Okay, so being that I am picking just on the reels, here are some of the notes that I've made when I was watching the reels. For Jason Thompson, I have... Kimberly McCullough, great person to have in your scene. I have that it was sort of choppy in the beginning, just based upon the way the scenes were put together and the way the show was written. And there's a lot of sort of extraneous story that wasn't explained in the course of that reel. So if people are watching, as we talked about, and you don't know what's going on because you're not really supposed to vote on that, you don't really know what the big deal is. Who is Jason? Why is he there? Why is she doing all sorts of medical things? Okay, Christian LeBlanc. I have, it was, I think it says it's short. I don't know what this says, but it looks like it could be the word short. So that's what I have there. He has Tracy Bregman as a good real partner. And, you know, he was really, really well teamed with her. My only question Mm -hmm. was, was he supporting in this scene to her? Because she had more of the reaction and more of what was going on. So for a lot of the scene, I felt as if he were a supporting actor. Just my opinion. Then I went to Billy Miller. He was really, really smart to submit a scene where he played off of Michael Muni. I thought that they had great chemistry. I thought that they're both really strong actors. However, I didn't know that a lot of people would understand quite what was going on there. They had some good use of a little bit of a flashback in there that was great. And they get bonus points for having a dead kid in the reel. I mean, dead kids win Emmys. Well, in story. I don't know if... Anyway... That's a totally different issue. Then I went to Tony Geary. 
he is the only person who submitted a scene in which they are the or a reel in which they are the only person in the mm. reel. This is Good basically point. thirty minutes, give or take, of basically what's a soliloquy. He's playing opposite himself, and for just a moment. I kind of forgot, you know, you see fake Luke, you see real Luke. If you allow your mind to just focus on the material, you kind of forget that he's the same person playing both roles in the sense that they're so different. There's so much going on. You know, the real Luke, as it were believed to be at the time, is just sort of sitting there in a drugged out stupor and he doesn't have to say anything. I think the real Luke only has maybe seven words in the entire reel and that's all that they were needed i thought fake luke again at the time was a really good jerk Uh, he goes back to being a richard i suppose um it was suspenseful at the end there was a lot of good camera work Uh, i think that when you're looking at that the fact that emmy voters love People who play multiple roles. I, I think of uh, David Canary. I think of Martha Byrne. I think of Erica Slezak. I think of Julianne Moore. I think of all of these folks who've who've won Emmys for that. Uh, I think that actors appreciate who are, who are voting. Actors appreciate the work that it takes to play two different roles. And you know, Tony Geary's won. 13,000 Emmys before, which is really amazing because this will only be the 42nd annual daytime Emmys. I have to think that for me, it's between Tony Geary, Billy Miller. I think that if people consider that they don't want to vote for someone who has won millions of times, Billy Miller wins, even though he's won half a million times. Um, I think it's really close between the two. But for me, I think that Tony Geary is going to come out on top. I, I have to say, I, I'm torn on the Tony Geary reel because on the one hand, yes, it is. You're right. It's one person acting against themselves. I can't help but wonder if it's too showboaty, if it's too, you know, it's no, you're right. Hospital, so it's a little, it's a little over the top. It's a little campy. Um, is it, is it too much, you know, that it just sort of like leaves you as a viewer who is not watching the show, who is only watching the reel, if you are truly only basing it on the reel, is it too much? Um, you mentioned that that Jason Thompson's reel was a little choppy at the beginning. That is a problem that a lot of General Hospital reels have, and it's because General Hospital, especially during the first half of almost every episode, does lots of very very short scenes. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I feel like I feel like longer scenes in any show give you more time to get into the story, to get invested before you feel like you're, you know, on to the next thing. But I've noticed that with a lot of GH Reels is that what may or may not work, I mean, I, you know, I guess it depends, um, what may or may not work for the audience watching an entire episode can be very distracting when it's a reel where you're only watching one person's scenes. I, um, Billy Miller, I am the biggest Billy Miller fan on the planet. I worship the ground that he acts on. I was, I felt like this was another thing that, like the Tony Geary stuff, for a viewer could be a little bit too much. Could be a little, you know, like, I hate to say this, typical soap opera, you know, like a little a little too over the top. Whereas, like, for me, Christian Jules LeBlanc stuff was, and you're right, he is a little bit of a supporting actor in his reel, but it's, it's real. It's relatable. It feels like two real people having a real conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so with that, it takes us to the next part of it. Outstanding lead actress. The nominees are Peggy McKay, Days of Our Lives, Allison Sweeney, Days of Our Lives, Gina Tonioni, The Young and the Restless, Mara West, General Hospital, Laura Wright, General Hospital. Now, who picked the first one? Oh, you oh, you did lead actress. That means I have to do lead actress. I will say on this, again, I think almost every SoapCentral.com prediction person, and you can go over to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys to see what our experts picked. I think almost everyone picked Peggy McKay. I'm the only one who didn't. This is Why really are you re- so contrary. Because it's every category, they all say one thing and you say something else. This is the reason that I never, except for one year where I picked every single one correctly. <laughs> this is the reason that I don't win because it's I don't know. I, I go through the this is who I would pick if I were voting, and then I do a second one of this is who I think voters will pick. And a lot of times they're not exactly the same because I I try to get into other people's heads. For me. I easily think any one of these five could win. I mean, to be completely honest, I think it's it could be pretty much a crapshoot. I think Allison Sweeney in her first nomination, uh, not the episode that I thought she would submit. However, I think it was the strongest. It was also the longest. It was 25 minutes and 35 seconds. The others were... Uh, 11 minutes for Gina, 8 for Mara, 10 for Laura, under 5 for Peggy. Um, you know, if you're going just on that and people go, ooh, thank God, a short clip, Peggy McKay wins. It was good. It was cute. It was it was a, a good speech by her. I think that Allison Sweeney's real, and I usually vote against Long. I think that she has such undeniable chemistry with James Scott that I think there's no way that for this particular reel, I don't think there's any way that she could lose. Of course, I've just given her the kiss of death, and Allison, I'm so sorry that I did that, but I think she's going to win. Allison, I hate to do this, but I'm going to agree with him, so you're definitely going to lose because you (laughs) both think you're going to win. I'm curious. Uh, Well, first of all, this is the category where, um, where, as we were starting the outstanding lead, to, to go back to something we were talking about in supporting, where we talk about the flexibility between the two. I, I'm sorry, Peggy McKay is not a lead actress. I love Peggy McKay. Absolutely adore her. I think she's amazing, but she's not a lead actress. What was Peggy McKay's story this year? You know, like, like no, she's not but a lead actress. Do you have to be lead actress in the series, or do you just have to be lead actress in the reel? I will argue that I don't well, think she was lead actress in this reel either, but it, it also goes back to... If you're, we'll say over 40, uh, I don't, I, not to put anybody's age in the streets, but Peggy McKay is over 40. I mean, does she go there in the yes. lead actress category just because she's a woman of a certain age? No, she goes in the, no, she goes in supporting because she is the very definition of a supporting actor. She is, she is Jennifer Grace or, or, or uh, Allie Mills from The Bold and the Beautiful. They are the very definition of supporting actor. Outstanding lead actor is an actor who carries story. Supporting actor is, or at least is you know, theoretically supposed to be, an actor who is in a supporting role. They do not carry the show. And Peggy McKay certainly does not carry Days of Our Lives. Again, I love her. Um, and this is the Richard in me coming out. I'm being a real Richard here, but but she just she just 
you know, that's, that's, that's just, it's, you know, the same, the same way that Linda Elena Tovar should not be in the category she's in. She's only in that category because she was only in a certain number of episodes and they realized they could put her there. Um, she really, she should be in supporting actress. Um, but yes, I completely agree with you. Allison Sweeney is, is uh, now my, you know, I love Laura West. I love Laura Wright. I love Gina. I love every actress in this category, so it makes it tough. But the re- but based on just the real uh, Allison Sweeney, plus based on the fact that she left Allison Sweeney, based on her recognizing, you know, no matter what factor I look at, Allison comes out the winner. We have to pick right now to take a commercial break so we can come back and talk about outstanding drama series. Stay tuned. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. everybody welcome back to crawl call for the pinnacle the final category of the evening outstanding drama series we're not really giving out awards we're just sort of saying who we think will win i'm your host dan crawl you know me from things that i do including soapcentral.com here i'm the host of crawl call we've got richard sims contributor here he is the person who makes everything amazing at soaps in depth magazine Richard, drama series, the four soaps that are on the air were nominated, The Bold and the Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, picking on total body of work. Who do you think it is? I think I say The Bold and the Beautiful. I think it's the most consistently, um, it it delivers for me on a daily basis pretty consistently. Um, The other shows have had, you know, up times, down times over the last year, but The Bold and the Beautiful has really been completely consistent for me. So I think I think that I give it to the bold and the beautiful. Okay. So I would say for me using your sort of uh, thought process and the way that we're doing this for your predictions, I would agree the bold and the beautiful should be the winner. I think it was the best soap of 2014. However, they selected for their reels two episodes from their location shoots, one in Abu Dhabi and one from Paris, which is great in the sense that it shows they are going around the freaking world and none of the other soaps were. So that's a plus. However, some of it may have come off with a lot of the the sort of travelocity filler stuff of, you know, location shoots. So that takes up a lot of that. And while it's beautiful and fun, it does take away from some of the, the time that they could be telling story. So I don't know. Days of Our Lives didn't really have a strong year. When you start looking at a lot of these episodes that help them get nominated in terms of acting, you have the Wilson wedding, and then you have EJ and Sammy stuff. It may be that a soap that had a rough year picks two really good episodes and they come out winning on top. And then there's also the fact that I think the CBS voters block together. They could vote for the young and the restless. So I'm torn. I'm going to say, Oh, Richard, I don't know. I think days of our lives might win. I'm going to, you know, I can, I can completely understand that because you're right. The bold and beautiful episodes, um, they aren't quite as strong as episodes that they've won with in the past. And they are a bit travel loggy. Um, 
already I'm, pred- I'm willing to predict that next year they win hands down. They'll submit the Maya stuff and they will win. That's oh, of course. Just, that just seems like a no-brainer. Um, but you're right. It, it is, I mean, I love the travel stuff. I love that they, they elevate the game for everyone around them. But you're right. Um, Days of Our Lives, and let's remember, you know, we're saying Days of Our Lives may not have had the best year, but it had like a great three quarters of a year. It wasn't until the tail part of 2014, after all the exits, you know, that was when the show really kind of, it, it felt as if they didn't really have a plan for what to do after the exits of Eileen Davidson and Allison Sweeney and James Scott. And so three quarters of the year, they had fantastic soap. I mean, it was for the first time in like 10 years, I was making sure I watched it every day, sometimes twice because it was so good. So it would be real easy for them to, for, I would have no problem with them walking away the winner. I, I, I would completely support that. Well, for those of you out there who have listened to the last hour and have your own opinions, please share them. You can go to CrollCall.com. We have some polls there where you can weigh in and pick who you think will win. You can, of course, go to SoapCentral.com, look at the reels, analyze them, then vote for who you think will end up winning based on that. You can find us on Twitter. Find me at Dan J. Kroll or at Soap Central. You can find Richard at Soaps in Depth ABC, at Soaps in Depth CBS, or at How Rude Are You? But before you do all of that, we're going to be doing something really kind of amazing next week, Richard, right here on Kroll Call. You'll be back. We are going to be picking our favorite soap songs. These are going to be songs that were featured on daytime drama series, this is kind of going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be so much fun because, not surprisingly, I mean, we're not going to give anything away here. Not surprisingly, um, a lot of our picks are from sort of the past because I think music and certainly popular music played a bigger part in shows in the past than it, than it maybe currently does right now. I also just want to say real quick, if I may, that um, on Emmy night, um, Dan is actually going to be on the red carpet. I am not. I am going to be uh, at my home base here because I'm putting the magazine together the next day. Somebody has to be here to do it. So while the staff <laughs> of the magazine goes to the Emmys, I get to sit home and watch it from home. The good side to that is I will be live tweeting. I'll be on Soaps and Depth ABC, and I'll be live tweeting the broadcast. So if you, like me, are stuck at home and you know, still be glamorous like Dan, then uh, feel free to swing by and hang out with me because it'll be a lot of fun. I have a really amazing suit this year. I can't wait for people to see it. Hopefully they'll like it. It is amazing. I've seen it. It's awesome. Well, that's what is going to be happening. I will somehow be live tweeting from the red carpet when I can. We will have a whole SoapCentral.com gang there. Uh, We'll be doing videos. We'll be posting those. It'll be Instagram. So for all the information, please go to SoapCentral.com. And we will be back next week, Friday, May 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for our Songs of Soaps countdown with Richard. Until then, everybody, I hope that you enjoy the daytime Emmys. I hope that we hear everything that you thought about. And, of course, we want to hear your predictions. So join us again next time on Kroll Call. We're into-